Nobody does. It doesn't feel good. Nobody likes a, a prosthesis up in their nose. Prosthesis is the wrong word, right? It is the wrong word. Yeah. yeah what was Prosthetic. The word? Pro- no, a pro- projectile. Projectile. It's not right. It's either. a p word though that I'm looking for, right? Could be. Yeah. Could be. You're usually looking for a p word. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> of you that are joining us for the very first time this is icon or ycon the show where we discuss and break down your favorite film franchises one flick at a time i am here as always with my dear friend and compatriot mr cj laroche the wig to my house elf cj how are you feeling today <laughs> i feel good i feel good i'm now a wig so I <laughs> listen a crucial I'm, a crucial part of the movie we're going to talk about today when when god made cj he made him out of lace wig <laughs> lace he didn't have enough so he left that giant space that is his mouth that he's ready to exercise tonight with you all did you just write that well no it's a it's a limerick right with the boy and the girl god made man he made him out of string he had a little left so he made that little thing remember that i don't but i really and, love what you said what you just and you're said. from florida i know so right that's shocking that you don't know that but anyway i know sir. so we should tell our 17 listeners what we've done we've done something to uh we've lied to them we've lied to them we've betrayed yeah. them betrayed their we've trust betrayed their trust and their goodwill and their goodwill but hopefully we can earn it back i hope so yeah yeah, I think I mean you know after if, after we did Star Wars holiday special last week, we uh, we got into the Christmas spirit, shall Hardcore. we say? And uh, in the spirit of 2020, we have pivoted uh, to looking at a different film universe. Uh, before we get into baseball or beyond, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna stick with the holiday theme, and we are going to look at the Santa Clauses. The Santa Clauses. And honestly, I'm thrilled about this because these movies came out. uh, The first one came out when I was in about eighth grade, I believe. 1994. Yeah. So I kind of had like a peripheral experience with them and I always remembered liking them. But it's been really nice to go back to this and check it out uh, as an adult and and see how I feel, see how filmmaking has changed, see how thematic material material that's appropriate has changed, like boundaries have changed. Boundaries um, are yeah, there were none. None. There really were none. Seemingly, they, they do some bizarre things. Um, this is a kids' movie, and yeah. uh, there's some there's some weird shit. So yeah, it starts off right out the gate. Right, we have the arrogant, successful man as hero. Right, and yeah, and we're, at we're like do the this weirdest, thing. the weirdest Christmas party ever. Like it's a balcony Christmas party. Everybody is just partying on the balconies outside yeah. the outside of the offices. Uh, I do like the first shot, you know, for a movie that's called the Santa Claus to hit us over the head with the Santa Claus. Oh, they just anyway, go for it. Yeah. They I, I do. I do appreciate that. Um, but you know, we're in a kid's movie and we deal with the uh, always sensitive children's topic of adultery uh-huh. right away uh, with that secretary sitting on Johnson's lap. I do find it hard to believe that there is only one person at this seven tiered office building named Johnson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, there we are. And, and we're off and running. And we're off and running. And, uh, you know, he's 
kind of arrogant. He's kind of a douche, but he's good at his job. He's super charming. This is like peak of his powers, Tim Allen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not the first choice for the movie. There was a laundry list of folks uh, that were considered to be uh, Scott Calvin first. Uh, Namely, the film was actually written for Bill Murray. I know, right? That would have been a very different movie. It would have been Groundhog Day. Yeah, but it's he's I don't think he's kid friendly enough. Like this movie, they made this movie for children. They did with a lot of adult themes, but again, it's Tim Allen, right? So he he is able to he was able to walk that line very successfully. Yeah. yeah. Uh first uh convicted felon, I believe, or first person with a criminal record to be a lead of a Disney film. To be allowed to work for the mouse. Yeah. Because yeah. he was yeah. so home improvement popular. They it knew was it crazy. Would land. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, at, at one point in, you know, uh, when this movie was out, it, he had the number one movie at the box office, the number one TV show with Home Improvement. And I, I believe the number one uh, uh, book on the New York Times list. Peak of so, his powers. He was really I mean, cool. just, yeah, he was also, God. Yeah. Also, I forgot a little bit hot. Not not an ugly man. No, a little bit not, hot. Like I was not, I was not like, hard to look at. I was like, I get it. I get it. Cause you are a legit dad hot. Like before dad bod yeah. was a thing. He's a hot dad. He's a hot dad for sure. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, so we get into like some really awk things right on this, this divorcee fight that happens right in front of Charlie at the very beginning with yeah. judge Reinhold and with Laura, Laura is spectacular. I forgot she was a fantastic actress. She's really, I'm sorry. What? I forgot she was a fantastic actress. You think she does a good job in this movie? I think she's amazing in this movie. You don't think she does a good job? No. Wait, are we going to fight about this? She really, I literally wrote that down in in something that worked. (laughs) Like, I wanted to talk about this later, but let's do this now. You didn't think Laura was good? Ladies and gentlemen, that's why they don't let the music directors out of the pit. Oh, come on, man. That's not fair. I have fantastic taste. I'm talking about, let's go, okay, so she does a fine, serviceable job through most of the movie, but uh, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, like yeah. we do, right? Jump to the end when she's talking about that present that she didn't get in the in the lawyer's office. <laughs> Mystery date monologue is in my top five moments in this movie. Oh my God, it's like watching a middle school play. No, I love it. And then when she gets it at the end, she's like, yes, I got it. Come so on! It's a, very, it's a very sweet and charming moment. Yeah. But- no, I would put her. I would put her like fifth in, on this on the actors in this movie, right behind Elf Judy. Oh my God, wait, Elf Judy, Elf Judy Slade too. You leave her alone. No, Elf Judy does a great job. Elf I Judy actually, I'm watching, I'm, watch, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, could she be like five years younger and a boy? Because we could cast her as young Anakin Skywalker, and everything would be fine. Do you know it's funny because Star Wars is so close to like the back of my mind right now. While I was watching this for to chat with you about this today. I did think about that. I was like, wow, why couldn't they just get the kid that played Charlie to be Anakin? Charlie was so good. Charlie was so good. And he did it with fake teeth. Yeah. So literally all he wanted for Christmas was his two front teeth, but exactly. he got a, a nice pair of Hollywood prosthetics. It looks great. Was prosthetic the word you were looking for earlier? Oh, they weren't with us when we were they talking about that. They weren't with us. Sorry, but like projectile, some P word. I don't know. Um, it'll come to me. So Sure it will. <laughs> 
Did you did this movie make you miss classic Denny's? Because I miss Denny's of the 90s too. I'd forgotten Denny's of the 90s was a thing. Though Denny's in Palm Coast, Florida, where I grew up, where I am currently recording this episode from, had a big ass, like old school cigarette machine up front because it still had the smoking section. And I just remember that cigarette machine. You know what the knobs? Oh sure. Oh sure, my yeah. gosh. I just and yeah. so seeing the classic Denny's, come on. Oh my I, god. You just wrote like a love letter to Denny's. Denny's what's is happening over there? Denny's is great. I love Denny's. Literally every high school cast party culminated in that Denny's. Also, oh you get the patty melt and then you scrape the onions off because you don't want the nasty, juicy onions that they have, but you want the flavor of the onions. Well, here's, here's what I'll tell you. I have never been to a fast food restaurant or a diner that wasn't Applebee's and, and ordered a burger. Really? Really. Where, Applebee's why? is the is the only fast food. I don't know. There's just something about a fast food restaurant. I mean, obviously, I've had McDonald's cheeseburgers, and to look at my chins, you could tell that I've had more than six. You only have one chin. Chin. I almost said cheese. Chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just I don't get I don't get the burger. I usually go for like if I'm at Denny's, the three times that I've been, I uh, got the moons over my hammy. If I'm at a diner, I'll get the egg ham and cheese. Um, but Disney, Disney had like a. I felt like they had more clout than this in 1994 because like the one product placement that they do is Denny's. Yes. In this movie, Disney in '94 though that was like Miramax era Disney, so they okay. weren't they weren't like they were gigantic. Oh, they were just starting to make really just starting to make live action films like this. They eh? were a gigantic company, but they weren't like making money moves big like they are now. Right. True, true. They weren't making The Mandalorian. Yeah, no, no, no. But they, they were big, but like it was kind of weird that they're like, oh, we want to do a holiday movie with the guy from Home Improvement. Like, just kind of weird stuff. They, I feel like Disney was responsible for like Sister Act. You know, they did some kind of weird like PG family-ish fare. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Um, we should talk about Tim Allen killing Santa. Because like that's like kind of like your big MacGuffin for this movie that Tim Allen kills Santa. Does and he then- kill Santa? Like he's responsible for Santa's death and we sweep it under the rug quickly to sit, but he's dead. Like that guy dies because he, I remember like he, he sort of waves at the end. Yeah. Right. Not, not at the end of the movie, but at the end of the sequence where Tim Allen first becomes Santa, he waves. And I've always interpreted that as like, he's saying, Oh my God, thank you so much. I can go like be in peace now. But you think he kills him? I think Tim Allen fucking killed Santa. And no one cares. And no, like the they just the they just move on. Bernard's care. like, well, fuck, this guy's here now. Yeah, right. Hi, Santa. Well, nice they're like twelve hundred years old too. They've done this a billion times. They're like, who's yeah. this jackass coming down on the lift? Let's not forget to talk about Bernard Marley too. Like, let's make sure we we address that elephant in the room. Let's do it right now. We're here. We're here. Well, are we right? done talking about Santa dying? Yeah, because we, we'll okay. sidestep it like they did in the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's also it's a little forced with because like you got to you got to believe that you know with the amount of times that Tim Allen gets discovered as Santa in this movie that this other Santa like must have been startled up on the roof once or twice and would know not to fall off of it. Yeah, and then it almost get- it almost it almost feels like this Santa set Tim Allen up like he set Scott Calvin up for this. Maybe he did. Maybe we'll find out in the sequels. I think what really happened is that uh, what the first twenty minutes of this movie is was the pitch. And once they had that, they kind of like, all right, well, what are we going to do now? Let's go with this now mental make- health angle. Let's go like, yeah. 
they, they kind of like movie. flail at a bunch of different like types of movies in act two and three. Yeah. Bernard. Bernard. So Bernard is wearing dreadlocks and kind of a Rastafarian hat. Discuss. Uh, weird styling choice. I think we have to remember that cultural appropriation is a thing because it happens. And in the 90s, there was a lot of Afrocentric fashion going around. And why mm. wouldn't a costume designer appropriate it for their big budget Hollywood movie? I think yeah, sure. Vanilla Ice was allowed to make records. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to throw a Rasta hat on it. I think it's unfortunate, but I think it's pretty appropriate for the time period. It's like pretty expected that a bad decision like that now, it does not age well. I'll tell you that. It doesn't age well, you know, but, and, and that's just, that's just like, you know, to, to talk, to, to get off topic for a second, it's, it's just kind of sad how long it took everybody <laughs> to kind of figure it out. Right. To be like, it's heartbreaking. Oh. It's heartbreaking because no. now that we're having the conversations, like, well, of course that's inappropriate. Like, right. obviously putting, is it David Crumholtz? I was yeah. getting his first name wrong. Obviously yeah. putting David Crumholtz in a dreadlock wig is a mistake, right? When you say it out loud, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, today. today. Yeah, but in 1994, I wonder if he put it on, he was like, oh, this is fun. We should talk about the special effects in this movie. They're not great. They're not great. They're, They're not, not great. great. We're a couple years, like, what was Jurassic Park, like, 1997? I feel like it's the same so, year as Jurassic Park. Am I crazy? You could be crazy. I, I would put Jurassic – I put Jurassic Park at 1997 in my mind, but that doesn't mean that that's true. Jurassic because Park if it's is not, 1993. Jurassic Park is the year before, sir. So it's the year before this. So it's yes. even worse then. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse that we had we had the technology to make Jurassic Park. But some of this, some of this CGI is, is real bad. You know what? Though, let us not forget that ILM was always on the forefront, and ILM did Jurassic Park. So ILM is mm. about five years ahead of everybody else. Hey, who started ILM? George Lucas. My 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 fucking man, George. It Lucas. all comes back to him, man. We're we're he, a little he, bit obsessed. He did everything. He really did he some did fantastic everything. things, even since like I had films. forty. I had forty-seven minutes on Friday watching The Mandalorian episode thirteen, and it, it it was like the best forty-seven minutes of my week, and it's because of George Lucas. You know, we should make a children's movie called Because of George Lucas. Because of George Lucas, it'll be like Because sure. of Win Dixie, but instead of the dog, it'll be George Lucas, and he won't. It'll die. be George Lucas. No, just talking Aww, to us about spoiler alert. storytelling. Uh, I think the magic bag where he pulls the kayak out of it, such an old magic trick. And I was actually shockingly satisfied by it. I thought that was very <laughs> funny. I thought he played it hilariously. Oh, Tim, I mean, again, Tim Allen does a great job in this film. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually, you know, like the, the effects of him going down the chimney, like it's fun, right? It's like, the it's like when you watch movie. Mary Poppins, like, you know, that you're going to get this like kind of crappy animation mixed in with the, with the live action and, and you're, you're okay with it. It's, it's, you know you're watching a Disney movie, so it's I like... I think the things that work really, fine. really work. There's a lot of charm. Yeah. There's a lot of heart. There's some weird plot threads, and like Judge There's Reinhold... There's a lot of is, weird plot. There's a Judge lot of Reinhold is always in a Bill Cosby sweater, inexplicably, and they keep making a joke about it, but I, I can't... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I feel like there was a missed opportunity for Disney to... You know, kind of when they have... Um, the the officiant 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 marrying um eric and and uh uh ariel and oh, his yeah. dick moves in his pants and there's <laughs> the thing on the cover right i feel like with judge reinhold there like they really missed an opportunity to somehow reference fast times 
You know, like there could have been something, I don't know, a red bikini. I don't know. He's so no, he's so well known for that. He's so moment. well known for that movie. Yeah. You know? and, and then they did reference the right stuff. Movie. Yeah. Which turned yeah, into sure. a weird choreo moment. Oh my gosh. Sure did. There's so many weird things. I did. I, so, but the movie successfully like punches you in the feelings a few times. Like, oh my God. Totally. Like when Elf Judy is like, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. I was like, I understand that that's some cyclical hooey, but I love that that's your sentiment. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. And that kid does a great job. She's awesome. She Back really, to Judy. Yeah. She, Elf she, Judy she, kills she, she the carries, scene. She carries that whole section. So, but this first sequence, this whole first act with the Christmas stuff, it's so fun and so interesting and so colorful. And then we have to delve into like him being back at home and the marital conflict and the kids sort of outing him and like Scott being like, this is going to be our little secret. It just gets real creepy. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting too, because, because there is, there is no villain in this movie. No. Right. I guess the closest thing we have to a villain is judge Reinhold's um, kind and of. He loves Charlie, creepy, like visibly loves psychologist. Charlie. Yeah, totally. You know, and the conflict there, I guess the villain is the conflict between, Charlie and, and Laura and, or sorry, uh, Neil, is his name Neil? It's Neil, Neil and Laura. Neil yeah. and Laura and, and Scott Calvin, Santa Claus. Um, and you, you genuinely believe that he's not, like he's not a creepy doctor. Like he wants everybody to be sane and healthy and happy, you know? And, and obviously that we've got the trope of, you know, kids shouldn't believe in Santa Claus, but if you believe in Santa Claus, then, you know, you're sort of, you have this inner child and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's it's tough and it's it's interesting the way too that you're watching this movie and you're think, thinking to yourself, he is Santa Claus, you know, because we, we know that he's Santa Claus yeah. and Charlie knows that he's Santa Claus, but everybody else is kind of like beating down Charlie's belief yeah. and Charlie's sense of wonderment, you know. Yeah, and that's that's problematic. There's a couple more things in Act Two that I find super problematic that didn't age well. Uh, going along with what you said about Judge Reinhold, we kind of make it a bit that we malign uh, care about mental health and self-care and mm-hmm. the therapy profession. Like we kind of malign him. He's kind of like a boob and kind of our de facto villain for being really grounded and caring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's kind of troublesome. Um, that public body shaming that happens in the workplace when he comes in and he's now Santa weight. Um, yeah. They, they really totally. like, they pull him aside and tell him to like lose weight. Like that's, that's not yeah, a thing. You're anymore. not doing well. You're not looking good. You know, are you sure that it's you got stung by a bee and you're not just like a fat, fat, fatty? Yeah, it's just that's weird. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, Scott B, like, this is going to have to be our little secret. That kind of mm-hmm. set up a couple red flags for me. But then they have when he's getting, when he's at the doctor's visit and his heartbeat is playing jingle bells. And I was like, there's yeah. every couple of minutes, there's something so freaking cute about this movie. And yeah. I understand why it was such a success. Right. But then you're him, he's him at the park and, and, and the kids are sitting on his lap and it's creepy. And Charlie's parents make a point about how creepy that is and start this whole, start the secondary villain thread about petitioning for soul custody. That's right. And, and I get why they did that because what he's doing is weird. And I want to talk to the filmmakers and be like, that's the beat. Like there's a million other ways to declare Charlie unfit. Yeah. Or to Scott rather, to Scott. Scott rather unfit. There's a million right. different ways. He's got this whole body transformation. The kids talking about Santa. That's enough. Like the the children sitting on his lap in the park is 
horrifying. I'm I'm with Neil and Laura on this. Yes. Yeah. Old man, older man in the park with the kids. Where are their parents? Yeah. Why are these? One of those, yes. One what's of those happening? kids is taking a, one of those kids is taking a break from the soccer game. Yeah. To go sit on Santa's lap. You know, it's yeah, it's just strange. Well, and then it's, they, it's, it's a weird choice for a kid's movie. And then right? they go forward. They double down. Like they actually take his kid away. Like The movie gets so hard right there. Right before the big act three, it's Christmas Eve comeback. Like they take yeah. him away and then the snow globe beat comes back. And I'm not sure that it has enough punch to make sense. I don't No, No, it doesn't. It's I, kind it, of like this. The snow globe to me is like a wayfinder. Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, this thing that we talked about earlier, you needed that. Right. And yeah. then we're going to give it at the end of the movie, we're going to give it a couple more powers too. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to stop and, and talk for one second. You, you bringing up Taking Charlie Away reminded me of the outfit that Uma Thurman is wearing in that scene. I'm sorry, not Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction. It's not Uma Thurman, but she definitely has. It's the, like, what is happening here in 1994? We we should check the costume designers because it might be the same one. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? This worked for Uma. Yeah. Let's, Why wouldn't it work put this for on, the mom on, in on Wendy. Santa Claus? Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we, have, we have the big scene where where we go through all of the, like the James Bond mo- moments with the Very Santa cute. outfits and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's cute. This and is when they're, they're flailing walking down though. the this hall is, dancing. Yeah. yeah. This is when they're just showing us stuff. Like none of this yeah. is relevant. They, he keeps asking what's to protect him from falling off the roof as though there's going to be something at the end of the movie that would tie it to the beginning where he falls yeah, off. Yeah. And like is fire is, are the fireplace is always a problem. We have to have the fireplace. Also, Never he's seen supposed to problem. go back. He's supposed to go back at Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? didn't does happen. he take does he take Charlie for that long or does he take him on Christmas Eve? Takes him on Christmas the timeline Eve. gets wonky, right? Because the whole thing, the ELFS, like the little elves, like we fly. Well, then why is Santa still using the sleigh? Why yeah, why isn't he just using a jetpack? If if the presents just appear when they get to the house, right? He could just have the bag on his back. And use a jetpack. Uh, we could make this more efficient. Yeah, I do love him running into the girl that he ran into his first Christmas. And she says, like, again, when you're talking about hitting you in the feelings, right? When she's like, it's a sweet moment. You're, you're fatter this year. And you're like, oh my God, you're so soy, cute. And the soy milk, because you said you were lactose intolerant last year. You were lactose intolerant, yeah. No, what works really works. But like, also, like, I'm sorry to keep bringing up my baggage. We've talked about my mental health issues before on this show. But like, I, I, find, the, I find them taking him away from his father traumatic i find the kidnapping subplot super traumatic yep. i find arresting santa in front of children hella traumatic arresting santa in front of children also like what time is it when that happens and why are those kids out of bed it's so weird it gets it, weird it's so weird and also the arrest subplot really gets sorted out quickly it's oh yeah well it has to it's like right? because movie. well judy's on the scene again let's talk about judy and her delivery of that line folks we have a problem yeah. Stannis at the Millers, but he's not responding. I'm like, somebody get this girl a Mission Impossible movie right now. Yeah, no, no. Elf Judy has things unlocked. She's the real MVP here. And you I know, like, Bernard's in charge, but you know Judy's who keeps that shit running. Oh, no. Judy, yeah, she's been there for 1,200 years. She's got the cocoa mix <laughs> perfected, but she's seeing somebody in rapping. <laughs> Wait! So. Thanks, I'm seeing somebody rapping. That was actually a really good joke. Okay, so oh here's God. here's the thing. So this final sequence in the movie, right? Yep. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure how Laura becomes a believer. 
I'm not right away. It's right snaps. Away. And and what does she say? I've watched this movie a hundred times. I can't he he says something to her about just you and Charlie then or something like that. Christmas with Charlie or and then she's like, Oh my god, it is you, it is you. Yeah, I you don't know. Understand. It's like 3PO I, in in the fucking Jawa crawler. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I feel like just like something got cut because like I don't understand how where her awakening comes from. But then yeah. she has it and it's so firm that Neil's like, How can this be? And she's like, I'll explain it to you later. How do you know? How do you know? How do you yeah. know that why did you all of a sudden figure it out? Also, did you like that dig that Charlie gives Neil at the end? When Neil's like, you're going to be a great therapist. He's like, thanks. I think I'm going to go into the family business. Way to other your your stepdad, kid. Jesus. Because you're not, you're not in the family business. Yeah. You're my weird stepdad, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's rude. But when the little presents come down for Laura and Neil, I get the feels again. Like she gets mystery date game. He gets his weenie whistle and all these weird elves are watching and they're like, "Mm mm-hmm, you did it. Like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know, but it's a, it's a weird movie. It's got like, I don't know if it's a 50-50 split, but like it's got to be at least like 60-40 successes versus bizarre, right? I would say it's it's closer to even. It's close. It's pretty even, right? There's a lot of yeah. stuff that doesn't work, but there's a there's lot of a stuff lot of that's stuff. really awesome. I think that's with any Christmas movie, man. Like name a Christmas movie besides It's a Wonderful Life, which only the last third of it really takes place at Christmas. Yeah. Right. That that doesn't suffer from this. You know, yeah. again, it's like we're back to Mary Happy Whatever. Oh, that's the name of it. Mary Happy Whatever is the Dennis Quaid thing. Oh, where call back to last week. Thank you. It's so fucking bad, man. But I watched every episode and was perfectly happy to do it between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's you know, funny. there's something there's something about this holiday that you forgive a lot of these things. It's a reason that like we watch the Santa Claus. It's the reason that there's two more Santa Claus movies. You know, know, like if this if this movie centered around, I don't know, Easter or you know, July fourth, it's not gonna Yeah, it's not gonna have two sequels because it's Christmas. You know, we got discount Dennis Franz in the fucking police station. You did not discount Dennis Franz. I can't with you. (laughs) (laughs) They basically (gasps) assault him. Yeah. They like wrap him up and like they're but but it's okay because they're trying to break Santa out of jail, so like all bets are off. Also, but why is why is he like answering him all weird and doing some weird shtick? Like, I I what is this whole the thing? The scripts don't matter. The scripts don't matter when it comes to Christmas movies, and like anybody that gets bent out of shape about it needs to just shut up. You know, it's Christmas. I guess you're right. That's why Hallmark has such a hit with these Christmas movies. I watched yes. so many of Hallmark movies with my mother. And she calls it out. She's like, so like 15 minutes before the end of the movie, the final problem will happen. And it's going to be the one thing that brings them together. It's all going to get sorted out at five till. And like clockwork, these movies have a way that they work. And I think with this movie, it does enough of the right things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just like, it's like graduating college. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you finish. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. if you didn't get a perfect score, you just did enough of the right things to get out of there. Yeah. Nobody's going to ask you your GPA. Just yeah. make sure you graduate on time. You know? Yeah. Get I mean, my paper. last semester, my last semester was spent playing Goldeneye and like worrying if I was going to graduate on time. It wasn't like about any sort of grade that I was going to get. Oh my God. My last semester was like, I, I was one credit short of graduating. So I had to take an extra semester, but I could keep my music scholarship. If I took a full semester, I wouldn't have to pay by credit. So like I took the one credit I needed and then I took 
12 other like bizarre, I mean, basket weaving, modern Chinese history, um, <laughs> Latinas in film, just stuff that I thought was cool. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's great. That's what it's for. But this movie does enough of the right things. It really does get you there. And it really does uh, kind of hold its place among the pantheon yep. of 90s Christmas movies, despite the fact that Absolutely. it's kind of liar, liar with Santa Claus. It's kind of the same movie. Yeah, you got to believe that, like, maybe they stole, Liar Liar stole this idea yeah. and just sort of, like, made it a better script. Yeah, it's kind of the you same know, movie. Got the actor they wanted. Yeah. I mean, right down to the divorced wife with the new boyfriend that's not a bad guy, just not dad. Like, Just not dad. It's like, it's like a lot of the same things. I don't know. Totally. I think it's cool. We could wax philosophical about it or we could take a break. I think we should take a break. You know what, CJ? I really love doing these episodes and talking to you, and I'm really glad that we had the time to do a holiday episode. I'm so pumped that we were able to, to fit this in, and I'm so excited by the technology that we have of Zoom and Google Meet and all those things to make sure that we can still be together even though we're far apart. Yeah, it's been a really hard year, and honestly, like not being able to just like hug and kiss all over my family is really, really quite difficult if I'm going to keep it real for a second. It's challenging. It's really yeah. challenging, and but we know that this is not going to be forever, that eventually we are going to come out the other side of this and be okay. Yeah, and so while numbers are on the rise and things aren't looking that great as far as things go in this country right now, I just want to encourage all of us to keep doing what we've been doing to keep ourselves healthy, keep ourselves well, protect our loved ones, and uh, hopefully next year we'll get to have the big holiday celebrations that we all love. Absolutely. Wear a mask stay home, stay apart, get together on the internet to say a quick hello, because we just, we're, we're so close to the end of this thing. We're so close to being on the other side. And if we can just hold out just a little bit longer, we can, we can sacrifice this Thanksgiving and Christmas and Kwanzaa and New Year's for however many more we're going to be able to have on the other side and in the future. So please folks stay safe, keep your distance and wear a mask. Absolutely. The holidays are about community and we need to do our part to take care of each other, meaning the whole country, not just ourselves. That's right. Back to the show. And we're back. We are back from break. Um, I didn't leave. I was here the whole time. Just so everybody knows. I built a gingerbread house because I'm so deep in the Christmas spirit. I'm ready for Christmas. I'm going to keep Christ in Christmas. Uh, (laughs) I'm also going to celebrate Hanukkah with my wife who's half Jewish uh, I think that makes me quarter Jewish. I don't think it works like that at all. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Pretty confident. Yeah. Understood. CJ, what worked for you? Christmas. <laughs> Christmas and Tim Allen. Honest to God, there were so many home improvement references in this thing. We didn't really, we didn't even touch on them. Oh yeah. There were a lot. You know, when though. he says, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and that's why you always keep a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. You know, it was, it was great, man. I, I, I just remember like 1994, how old am I? I don't even know, but I'm, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in high school. I'm watching home improvement. You know, it's on those three boys. They're, they're so funny and him and Tim and Al and uh, just to, just to get that sort of like home improvement vibe, you know, with, with Tim and it, it's just wacky and it's Christmas and it's just fun, man. It, it just works. Like it, it's not, and like I said, like, it's not a good script. You know, it's not a well-constructed beat, story beat. You it's know, not characters, by any stretch. Motivation. Like, no. Nothing like, really just, adds up across the board. Like, it just no, things it's happen. Just, 
and right from the beginning, like with the party that we talked about, this weird party. and like, That never joking. pays off. His work life never factors into the story. I know. It's like when they, they introduce that woman that goes up there and stands next to him, you know, and you think like she's going to be a part of the story. And she's only got like one you know, line later on where she fat shames him. Yeah. But when we're talking about what worked and we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about Tim Allen and it's just, you know, it's it's fun and it's light and it's jovial and it you know it's a perfect movie to watch at the end of november going into december in the holiday season absolutely tim allen was my work too i just really loved it and i was like because yeah. at first i wanted to be all judgy about it too i was like wow tim allen really just does his tim allen thing and then like about 20 minutes i'm like tim allen fucking does his tim allen thing though i love it it's so satisfying and in the yeah. 90s he was peak confidence peak power still looks super hot like really really funny he can wasn't this his first major motion picture as the lead. This is his first this was his first leading role in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he nailed it. Like he did such a great it. job. Like for yeah. your first leading role to be Santa Claus, it's so weird. Yeah. And you know the beauty of Tim Allen, and I wish that there were some other actors out there uh that would realize this. Just just do what you do best. Yeah. And you know nail like you and, and nail it. Like you're not Rosario Dawson. Like you don't have any range. Oh, somebody's got a soap potato you know? on the brain. Like, well, it's true because <laughs> because I because I saw her in Clerks too. Yeah, right. Which is which is this character that she knew exactly what was going on at all times. Yeah, right. And she was she was able to like like craft story and craft uh, uh, motivation and 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 conflict. Right. And then you watch her play Ahsoka Tano, which is a fucking animated character. And she knew exactly who Ahsoka Tano was, and she was able to craft character. And she was like, Tim Allen couldn't ever do that. It's not and thing. Tim Allen knew that he couldn't ever do that, and he just did exactly what we expected him to do. You know, if you, if you don't have range, just be Tim Allen. Yeah, he always played Tim Allen. Like he always just played Tim Allen, and it, it obviously it fucking worked. He's still on TV right? because because people kept asking him to come and do Tim Allen. Yeah, it's great. And he never veered from that. No. And, it was, and it's wonderful. I love it. I, I still say that Laura was really, really good in this movie. I feel she like was fine, but she that that monologue in the lawyer's office is terrible. I feel like she was like in a she elevated this movie for me. I thought she did that's, such a great job. She really moved me at times. That's a problem. And we'll discuss that off air. All right, that's fine. Well, what didn't work for you, CJ? And everybody's like, please discuss it on air because <laughs> otherwise I'm bored to tears. Um <laughs> What didn't work for me was if we want to keep Santa secret, how come we're just going to like fly away at the end in front of the whole town? Outing Santa is so fucking ridiculous. And I could not even, and the fact that I'm a 37 year old man screaming about (laughs) outing Santa is ridiculous in and of itself. Almost as ridiculous as fucking outing Santa. There's a whole, there's literally 10 minutes of the plot dedicated to gaslighting this child into not outing Santa for him to out himself at the end. For who? For me? For the viewer? I don't know. I think it was just to, to push the plot, man. We just got to push the plot. Things, because movie. And you know how I feel about choices, because movie. Yeah, because reasons. Because reason, oh. because you know, you can't even justify it with like, well, what are we just going to like leave the movie with an arrest warrant for Santa? We've literally put energy into keeping his secret. Like yeah. a whole act two B plot is dedicated to keeping his secret. Like it's right. a problem that people know he's Santa until it's not because movie. Because oh. reasons, yeah. Also, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, is there, is there something else that didn't work for you? And I hope that it didn't work more than what I said because that was an amazing little rant you went on. I know, Do it right? again. I was really passionate Do it again, about Andrew. It. No. Do it again. 
I, I, I can't. I can't. You, you got the one and that's it. You have to take the take. Apparently I have a mid-Atlantic accent now. But uh, <laughs> the special effects are suspicious. And what's funny is the only special effect that's really, really polished is the one where he goes into the small chimney. And it's only really polished because that was the trailer cut. Like, uh, okay. that was the scene for the trailer. Everything else, the first chimney he goes into. I was like, what is this earnest goes to jail animation that you're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a little spotty. Yeah, it was a little um, behind the times, as we found out. I almost oh thought the Jurassic rate. Park came out in 1997, but you know what came out in 1997 was Titanic. Yes, Titanic came out in 1997. Yeah, uh, it's, it's another tearjerker. I don't care who hears me. Low key shitty movie. I loved it. I did too. Cried my fucking eyes out. It's also not yeah. good. No, it's not great. No. Yeah, yeah, it's also not. But I feel good. like the first time it's like the first time that you watch that movie. You should just never watch it again. You know? Yeah. Remind me to tell you a story later about the time I brought my aquaphobic girlfriend to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does this movie, does the Santa Claus make your desert island top five? No, it doesn't. (laughs) You didn't even let me fucking finish. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't, Andrew, because if I'm taking a Christmas movie, I'm Mm. taking It's a Wonderful Life. Really? I actually hate that movie. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Icon or Wycon, <laughs> our farewell Wait. episode. <laughs> Wait, no, no, Safe Space. That movie's boring as shit, and I think we that need to movie get behind that. That movie is fucking incredible. It's boring. It's wonderful. It's boring. I hate it. No, it's not boring. Yeah. It's layered. Clarence can go fuck himself. Clarence is every man. You're unbelievable. I don't yeah. even know what's happened tonight. No, man. We're supposed, taking... to be, we're supposed to be talking about the holidays. Okay. We are. Peace and love and joy. And you're trashing It's a Wonderful Life. I, I guess, well, not... I trashed I trash that actress. So. Yeah. I'm just not into it. I'll tell you, if, if I'm taking a Christmas, I'm not, this does not make my desert on top five, to be clear. I, don't I was going to ask you if it did. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't think it's strong enough, but I will okay. say this. I, uh, if I'm bringing a Christmas movie Onto my desert island, uh, I'm absolutely bringing a Christmas story. A Christmas story is good. And I gotta say, I'm bringing Love Actually too. Oh, it, Love Actually. Yeah, I really. You no, know, I never it. actually. I've never actually seen Love Actually all the way through because <gasps> the night that I was gonna see Love Actually, I went out on a date, and we went to a restaurant before, and I ate oysters and drank Pinot Grigio, and I. I spent, know the story. I remember the yeah, story. I, yeah. I spent most of that movie in the bathroom. Yeah. So I've never actually seen the whole film uh, all the way through. I just know about the kid that became the kid in Game of Thrones and Force Awakens. Listen, it's overly long and overly saccharine, and I do not care. Yeah. Watch it every year. Every single year. I have to. I have to. So uh, bonus question, did this movie get you in the holiday spirit? This movie absolutely thrust me into the holiday spirit, uh, so much so – that I've made an appointment to get a skin cancer screening so I can leave the house and go Christmas shopping on Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked for the holidays. You know, I'm going to be spending them in Florida. Uh, so we're going to trade fun. places actually. Cause I'm, I, I'm, I'm I, coming back on Saturday. That's very true. It's very true. I'm not leaving till later in the month. Uh, however, uh, yeah, no, it totally got me jazzed. I'm totally pumped. I'm ready to watch the next couple movies. I may even rewatch Mary happy, whatever, just for fun. Uh, how about you? Are you are you filled with Yuletide joy and cheer? 
Listen, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm at home with my family. I don't know if it's because it's the holidays. I don't know if it's because coronavirus, but like, coronavirus. I was so deep in my feelings this movie. Um, Charlie broke my heart so many times. Yeah, this uh, kid does a great job. He does oh, a great job. He kills me when he's just like, but you believe in Santa, don't you? Oh my God, he's oh. so good. Yeah. He's so good. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, and it's a strong effort. Yeah. And every time there were just so many great moments where I was just like loving the holidays and loving the corniness of the holidays and the oh, silliness yeah. of the holidays. I love that despite they fight in front of him and their weird marital strife is put on display for him. And that's traumatic. I did love that they brought it together at the end of the culminating thing was like, no, you need to be with your family. I can't be yeah. selfish. I love you. I had you all day. Now spend time. And they, the lesson ended up like he ended up teaching both the mother and the child. Like we have to share him. Yeah. Like totally. and you have to be open to that as, you know, being our child that we're a family. Yeah. All four of us now are family. So yeah. I thought that was really special. It totally thrust me into the holiday spirit. I really loved it. I'm actually yeah, looking sweet. forward to seeing uh, the next one because I love that we're treating this like it's a film universe because I have questions about the mythology. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah and, we're going to really unpack it once yeah. we get to the next one. They made three of these, CJ. Have you seen the other two? I only saw no. this one. I only saw this one, yeah. No, I know Martin this Short makes time this. With the Mrs. Claus, right, yeah. is next. And yeah. then the Escape Clause. The Escape Clause. And I know Martin yeah. Short makes an appearance. <gasps> maybe maybe it's part three where we find out if old Santa died. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd really I'd really like to know that. And and I would also like to know um, you know, how many contingencies Palpatine had. <laughs> maybe the Santa Claus will help me. I don't think we're ever going to find that out, uh, especially because they canceled the Rise of Skywalker comic book release. That's too bad. Yeah, did you read about that? That's too bad. I did not yet. Canceled no. it. I can't wait. Boop. Jesus Christ. But the yep. Mandalorian is is really, they're trying to fix everything. Listen, so. uh, oh, good. Well, I got I to gotta go see. Um, you should at some point. What's your special award, CJ? The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen gets the taking me back award as i'm sitting there watching this movie last night like i was back in high school i was back in manchester vermont doing donuts in the upper parking lot smoking cigarettes behind the gym just feeling so 90s licious man this movie <laughs> had this movie had everything you know except vanilla ice like this was like early mid 90s perfection as far as i'm concerned you know, so it gets it definitely as I'm sitting there, I'm not only getting into the Christmas spirit, uh, but I'm really, really feeling nostalgic uh, for the, the the nine nine decade. So that's my uh, that's my special word. The taking me back. The taking you back award. award. Yeah. What do you, what do you got? My special award is the Chucky award. Like child's play, Chucky. Like child's play. I'm glad you brought that up because okay. the child's play in this movie is really what gets it going. It's Charlie's Ooh. performance. It's the kids as the elves. All of that, they really keep this engine spinning the whole time for Tim Allen to do his thing. Because if you think yeah. about it, the only other people you spend time with are like adults that don't believe in Santa, right? Yeah, and so only they, a few of them. And only a few of them. So you end up really gravitating towards all of these children. And these kids are running this movie. Sure, they yeah. sure are. 
And yeah. so I, I really sort of the Chucky Award for Child's Play for all of these things in this movie. And I, because I really applaud all these young actors. What I think is funny is I'm, I'm not sure the background actors understand the level of sophistication that the movie is because you could see they had no idea what was going on. And I no. wish that second unit director would have clued them in because like, you can tell, you can, they, there's no unified expression. They don't know how they feel about right. this sleigh taking off. Right. It's so it kind of pulled me out of it. But the kids, the little elves running around like, mm -hmm. like they yeah. know what this movie's about. They I know give it to the children. Like it's Santa a lot Claus. of good child acting. And uh David Cornwall's in his bad wig. He was very young. I didn't realize how young he was, acting right. like he's 40. Totally. So he, did, he did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. It's 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 a must watch at the holiday time if you've got if you've got ninety minutes hanging around while you're making some goulash. Just throw that goulash shit goulash of all things and have a great time. That's what I made last night was goulash. You know what I forgot to do when we started this segment? Press record. No, no, no! I totally pressed record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be horrible? All this talking. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, it's absolutely wouldn't be the first time, would it? No, wouldn't. No, wouldn't. Um, no, I, I didn't label the section ephemeral questions, and I'm hoping uh, my I'm hoping it's hope that before we wrap the episode up, you can give us an ephemeral question song, so I don't have to go and ask you for one later and try to splice it in. You got it. You got it. So, so like this, we're now coming on our final ephemeral question, CJ. It's our final ephemeral question for this episode. My co-host is a fucking moron. He forgot, don't you know? But lucky for him, I'm a genius. I have one on toast. So here is the ephemeral questions, bro. Ephemeral questions, bro. You know what? In my head, I knew it was going to be a Christmas carol, but like, God help me, I would have never picked good King Wenceslas. No! God rest you, merry gentlemen. God rest you, merry gentlemen. And I didn't pick good King Wenceslas either. <laughs> <Lucky for us. laughs> Something like 16th century. Come on, I was close. It, I mean, it's, it's similar. Yeah. It's similar. Um, you know, luckily there are no musicals happening right now because anyone that would hire you <laughs> as a music director would not be really keen after that little exchange. Because I missed my Christmas you, merry cows. gentlemen. So, so mixing up my Christmas Carol. Wait, wait. On the feast of Stephen. I just want to get the thesis right. Hold on, it's close enough. It's close enough. Hold on, because I feel the need to defend myself. It was the assessment that me confusing Christmas carols makes me an ineffective music director. That's bullshit. I'm not doing it. That's just where I went. You know, I've taken a couple of times here tonight to really just sort of like needle you. Yeah, and that was one of them. Yeah, that was a good one. I really appreciate it. I, I love yeah, our no. time together. Season. And, and for our 17 is. listeners, just so everybody everybody is aware, Andrew David Sotomayor is a fucking genius music director. Oh, you are too kind, CJ LaRoche. Thank you so much. CJ, is this movie an icon or a Y-con? This movie's absolutely 100% icon, man. I don't care so how bad good, the script right? is. I don't care how bad the CGI is. This is, like you said, this is Tim Allen at his fucking finest. The height of his power. It's a Christmas movie. It's 1994. We're still watching it. There were two sequels. So obviously yeah. it was, you know, it did enough. It launched, you know, it maybe launched Disney into, into the live action sphere. Uh, no, absolutely 100% icon uh, for me. How about you? I think this movie is absolutely an icon. I have so many happy memories of it. And what's funny is uh, going through it now as an adult, and I said this a couple times before, there are things that really, really majorly work 
paired right next to things that do not work at all. And I still remember <laughs> the things that work, like the things that do not work with things. I was like, fuck, I forgot they did that. Like, I remember small details, like the guy, Denny's, I'm back to Denny's, Jesus. The guy yeah. Denny's holding up his hand, like burnt himself on the turkey. I remember that beat. All yeah. the things that, that, that were- was nice though, with the single dads, it was very clear. It was very clear storytelling. Yep. It was good and it was funny. Like I said, the, the first act of this movie really succeeds. It's yeah. like it's like the middle where there was like, huh? But yeah, um, back to Denny's, they 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 they're out of apple pie, but they don't take down the sign. They don't take down the sign, but that's their thing. Like that's yeah. If you've been sure. in any Florida Denny's in the nineties, that was the thing. They don't take them. There's also they're also out of eggnog, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're out of eggnog. Yeah, just coffee. Yeah, out of eggnog. Out of yeah. But they never run out of pancakes. I love a Denny's. Oh, I want. Should we go to Denny's? Where are we going to go to Denny's? New Jersey? There's no, no Denny's in New York. There's, is there? there is. There's like a Denny's. No. no, there's a Denny's in the West Village. There's a Denny's in the West fucking Village? I'm almost positive there's a Denny's in the West Village. Well, let's see. You're wrong. Oh, fuck. Where is it? There's the, a Denny's The closest in Denny's is in Queens. Oh, I'm not going to Queens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't go to Queens for Denny's. Uh, no, maybe you're thinking of IHOP. There's an IHOP in the village. There's definitely an IHOP. There's a couple IHOPs around town. There's one in Washington Heights. Very good. I love uh, IHOP. Yep. All right. A couple well, of the Bronx. We'll find our moments. Go to Denny's, CJ. Yeah. Uh, sure. CJ, this was a fantastic episode. I'm so happy we did this. I think it's super evident how joyous the movie is because we were yeah. joyous. Our energy was on point. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, definitely, definitely, and I'm definitely jazzed to see the next one uh, and to see where this where this story goes because I'm interested. Yeah. I'm I'm sold. I'm in. I'm, I've, I'm, I've, I'm and I've invested. never seen it. I'm in uncharted territory. Literally yeah, the blind, blind. The Mrs. Claus. Fun plays on words. It's cute. Yeah, no question. All right. Well, I think it's settled right. then. For Icon or Wagon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche, and we'll see you next time. Next time.